Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Yo, how do you banish high rates on car insurance? You switch to Geico during Geico Ween. <laughs> October is their favorite time of the year, and the folks over at Geico have been working even harder to cast out high rates and craft just the right policy for you and your family. Switching to Geico isn't so scary, especially when they could brew you up some spellbinding savings just for you. So get a quote today at geico.com and see just how much you could save. No eye of newt needed. Happy, Happy Geico Ween, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the worst thing that could have imagined happened to me today, Jake. Why are you pouring hand sanitizer on your phone? Because I, I've already hand sanitized my phone three times, but I was in the bathroom. I'm sitting there, you know, just trying to get all my nerves out before the podcast. And I dropped my phone face first on the floor. Like, that's where piss particles bounce off the toilet. You know what I'm talking about, that yeah, spot? It, yeah. But why face down. Just, why don't you just, like, wash it in the sink? I didn't really think. Oh my god. I did not think about washing it, but I think hand sanitizer will do the trick. My question to you today, Jake, is do you have do you have daddy issues? I mean I, I kinda don't have a dad. I guess I guess that's our issue then, right? I guess it kinda counts as daddy issue. Um our guest on the other hand has built her whole brand around the title of Daddy Issues. Let me introduce to you today our guest with over four million followers on her meme account and over six hundred thousand on her personal, Violet Benson. Hi. Welcome. What's up? It's an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, like, I guess just we'll hop into it. Like, what, what's this daddy issues? Like, do you have daddy issues? If you do, like, maybe we all relate. Um, everyone always asks me that. Yeah, I definitely grew up with daddy issues. I would say, in my opinion, I don't have daddy issues anymore. Mm. But I feel like it's all relative on your opinions. Like, in my opinion, like, my, my relationship with my father is so much better. But, like, I, I've talked about it before. I compare probably to, like, regular people. Because, like, my dad and I communicate usually through emails. Uh, and, like, okay. I think that's a great relationship because we're communicating. But for other people, they're like, huh? Do, yeah. Why don't you just call him or something? How, how we communicate with ours is through sign language, yet we're not nowhere near each other to see what we're saying, so yeah. we just don't talk at all. Yeah. Telepathically. <laughs> exactly, except no one's receiving on the other side. Yeah. I mean, uh, like this Father's Day. I mean, we have a great relationship, but like this Father's Day, my dad forgot it was Father's Day. <laughs> and uh, I like tried to call him the whole day. I tried to make plans with him for two weeks, and he wasn't like responding to me about the plans. He was just like sending me annoying things about politics and stuff. And then um, he, my dad forgot it was Father's Day, so he took himself uh, sailing or something. <laughs> what a legend. And, and forgot his phone at home. So I was calling him the whole day, and I was like, okay, whatever. I guess we don't have plans. And then the next day, he emailed me something about politics and I was like dad I've been trying to reach you for two weeks uh, like to hang out and like this is what you like this is what you sent me like is this is this more important than our relationship like <laughs> politics and then he just gave me this whole spiel about like I'm sorry Violetta I can't I can't be a better father to you like I'm really trying blah blah and then I was just like it's okay <laughs> that, that's it's so okay, funny dad I forgive you yeah it's hilarious I cried it was so funny uh, did, anyway <laughs> did I hear you pronounce your own na- name Violet? Violetta. So was I saying it wrong? Your name's not Violet. My name is Violet is what I go by, but my my parents were Russian. They call me Violetta. Oh, you're Russian. Yeah, I'm from Russia. Is the stereotype stereotype true about vodka? Like, do you guys really love vodka? I hate it. Um, I think that stereotype is more for Russians that are goy, uh, aka non-Jewish. I'm like a Russian Jew. I'm not like I am. I'm Russian (laughs) Jewish. And uh, I think that's not the stereotype for Jewish people. We don't drink. Like, my whole family doesn't drink. Um, I I would say, like, I also like barely drink but like i don't like to say i don't drink because i think i'm just such an extreme person and really impulsive so i'm the kind of person like i say i don't drink which means i i don't drink for fun 
Like mm. I drink to have a good time. So I either don't drink or I black out. Like I, I don't see, like I it's see. like there's the, no in between. I don't like the whole like oh I just have a glass of wine to f- with my steak. Like why? What's wrong with right. you? Like I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Like let's go. Exactly. So. I, I feel the same way on that situation. <laughs> like what's the point of just having a, a couple white claws? You know, like you got to really fully send it if you're gonna have a couple, right? Yeah, I don't really have white claws. Like usually if I go out to drink, I'll just be like okay, let's just start with like four shots and then like see what happens. <laughs> okay. So you, you really meant the blackout part, huh? Yeah. Oh, sick. So, so I want to know more about, like, did you did you always want to be a meme account, or did you want to do this so you could become yourself? Like, what oh, was well, it like? Yeah, it was like, when I was born, I'm like, my purpose, <laughs> my purpose in is life is to, is to steal memes and post them for a living. Or, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, some people have different dreams. I'm not going to judge you. No, no, no. Uh, well, I used to also create a lot of my own memes. Uh, I still do. And I feel like I'm known a lot for my captions. But I'm also really known now for my podcast itself, which is too mm-hmm. tired to be crazy. Um, but I no, I was never planning. I didn't know you can even make a living out of being a quote unquote an influencer. I don't like that word. I prefer creator. But um, it was more I was used to be an accountant. And in my accounting firm, I was just super depressed at my job. And not because of the actual job. I will be the best at everything I do. I'm very a go-getter. So I wanted to be a partner when I was an accountant. But unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way for me because the women on my team were making my life super miserable. And I have this, like constant need to be liked which explains why i'm a creator now <laughs> so <laughs> right. i was just like trying so hard for these women to like me no matter what i did it just wasn't good enough for them and they always were judging me and making my life miserable and starting rumors and i it got to the point that i would just be crying in my car like every morning before i started work but i thought that was like the american dream that you know you you're miserable but you have a nine to five and that's like that's how life is and eventually my escape was to create an instagram account which was a meme account had nothing to do with my looks because of my job it always for some reason I had to do with my looks because um, you know unfortunately I happen to be like a really tall blonde girl with like double D's and it's not my fault I'm just Russian like it's how they make them you know I, I don't know I've never been to Russia <laughs> we should go though that sounds nice I, I want to visit Dude, that's how they make us and like it just happened to be you know how I am but um so anyway, I, that's why I created this account. It had nothing to do with my looks. I was completely lost. I had no idea who I was. A, like, they literally, these women managed to, and I hate admitting that because I don't like to have a victim mentality, but these women, for whatever reason, managed to really break me down to the point that I just had no idea who I was anymore. So I feel like when I created Daddy Issues, it was slowly helping me rebuild my identity. And Daddy Issues was this cool girl that I looked up to that was like, didn't care what people thought and was so out there and she was my alter ego so I created her as my alter ego and I was like I wish I could be like her so when I was posting these memes it's more like my followers ended up creating me and they were slowly helping me become understand who I am better and it's so funny like it was the first time that I figured out what my purpose was in life and it was the first time that I accepted myself and felt like I fit in and it was like also at the same time. I feel like when you finally fit in is when you finally realize how much you don't care to fit in. Right. That's and true. that's when you fit in. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. What would you say to like? I know a lot of people because I get a lot of messages all the time that people like, and, and, and I feel like it's hard to answer. But like, how to get over that? Say like, not everyone can just build a meme account. What can like someone do to build up their confidence and not let people's words affect them? Um. You know. Since I, you did it though. <laughs> well. 
the meme account, yes. Luckily, the meme account helped me find myself, and and then the, the my alter ego became more me. And then I feel like years later, after having daddy issues, I've had it for over six years. Like I've passed this girl again and again. I, it's my alter ego because I feel like I've grown since like her insecurities and all that. And I think that's where my podcast came in to play. But I would say for to help people with their confidence, it, honestly, it takes years. But a like understand that social media is not real and like start to put away your phone like that's one thing that i do now for my own for my own like mental health i go on instagram to post and for work but then i turn my phone off afterwards and when i'm with my friends i'm not on my phone like that's what people always get surprised like it's really important for me to differentiate the two worlds are we gonna say something no no (laughs) it's really important for me to differentiate the two worlds and and then this is one advice that I've given to girls before, and this is it's gonna come a little abrasive, but you gotta wanna fuck yourself before you can expect other people to wanna fuck you. And like, so you gotta like start to love yourself and whatever flaws you see on yourself, you have to like accept them. Like, for example, I have really, really, really ugly toes. Like, they're just like, they just hate each other. They all go in different directions. Like, them followed each other on Instagram like years ago and they still never haven't spoken Let to each other. Let me see these toes. Yeah. I need to yeah. see them now. Maybe later. They're just ugly, you know? And that's okay. And what I start doing, I start making jokes about them. Cause if I can get ahead of the jokes and make fun of myself, then no one else can make fun of me. That's it. Like, I put out there exactly what I was insecure about. And I know the toes, it sounds silly because, like, I, I can wear shoes or whatever. But, like, just like every other girl, I have a million securities every single day. Like, I don't wake up every day thinking I'm beautiful, I'm hot, sh-, but I fake it and I tell myself that I'm amazing. And then eventually you kind of start to believe it. And everyone around you believes it too. So it's almost like uh, bringing in, you know, it's almost like manifesting you want a better life for yourself and like you want more confidence and that's ultimately what it is, right? It's just believe, yeah. fake it till you make it. Exactly. Interesting. Literally. I mean, here's a great example. I just recently went to Utah for a trip with a few of my friends. We all got tested before we went, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know if people feel like I once says that. You got to. Now you I feel like get, I'm going to get canceled. Yeah, you got to. Be careful. Are we taking that joke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get canceled for that. But anyway, we, I went with a few friends. It was like my first trip of the year of like my first time also even like leaving the house. And I kid you not, every girl on the trip was skinnier than me. And I feel like I don't know if anyone else realized that. I know I realized that because I'm a girl and we were in bathing suits the whole time because it's like over 100 degrees. Every single girl was skinnier than me and some of them were also shorter than me. So they just, they just look so much smaller than me. And I had to accept that. And I had to tell myself that I'm amazing regardless. And all the guys on the trip still were trying to get with me. And so it, it kind of like I kind of was like surprised, but it, I knew I had to do with my confidence. Because mm-hmm. even though I felt insecure on the inside for a second that I had to be around these like beautiful skinny girls, I was just like I kept pretending to be confident. And all these men looked at me like I was like the most beautiful thing there, which also tells you that men will fuck anything. Really, like, <laughs> that is true. Well, should... I mean, I don't know about anything, but look, I, I think this goes back to what my mom used to say, and that's like men you... will fuck anything. <laughs> no, my mom never said that. She's a really great woman. She said she would say like, um, "You made me forget what I, my mom said." Now, oh no, I'm you sorry. just draw it out of my mind. Um, basically, oh here we go. That you are your own worst enemy. You know what I mean? Like you think the the worst about yourself, but no one actually ever thinks about that. Because like I've watched this girl on Snapchat before or, or something. She posted a story and she was she made like a comment in the in the writing. It was just like, oh my laugh's so weird. But no one else. I don't because I didn't notice it. No one else probably even notices that. But she's just so like thinks about it herself. Yeah. Like, like that's just it's crazy to me because it's just like the world we live in. You know, people just. 
you are your own worst enemy. You just have to yeah. be careful what you say about yourself because it ultimately comes true, whether you say it's good or bad. Exactly. Like, we're all so self-revolved. We don't realize that, like, no one else is thinking about us as much as we exactly. think about us. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. cares. Exactly. <laughs> but yet we still try to impress those people that we think care and stuff, you know, trying to buy these nice things and impress people and it doesn't even matter. Impress yourself. That's the main thing. I agree. Yeah. Wow, this took a turn to the best. You know, that was inspirational. <laughs> Be yourself and achieve your dreams. Yeah. Really focus on happiness. So tell me, like, what have you been doing during this this COVID? Like, do you feel like it's it's hurt your your business or has it helped your business? Um, uh, money wise, I feel like it's definitely. I'm not gonna lie, it affected me in the way because I normally work with really really big brands and um, all the big brands like movies and things like that that I normally work with that we have big uh, projects um, stopped. So, right. so I would say like 80% of the normal brands that I work with, I didn't work with this year because of COVID because a lot of the big companies uh, stopped hiring a lot of people because they were trying to figure out their budgets and I completely understand. Um, so I would say in a way, money-wise, it affected me at first, but m- maybe then I just stopped looking to see what right. money I'm making. So mentally I was like in a better place because, right. you know, I still have a mortgage to pay and all that stuff, but it definitely, it definitely affected me, affected me to watch like how it affected my parents. That was really hard for me because we're immigrants and like my whole goal in life is to take care of my parents. So like it was like the first time that suddenly I'm seeing it like affecting my parents and then mean me feeling guilty that i can't help them right now because i only have to help myself like that was really hard for me like to deal with for sure but i'm just staying hopeful and then covid mentally definitely affected me in a way the first i feel like i took a hit for the worst like especially if anyone a lot of people you know battle with depression anxiety also thinking they're depressed and things like that because depression has a lot of different categories um i don't think i sunk into depression but i think i started to feel depressed which is two different things and that's really important to be able to know the differences Mm because if you're feeling depressed it's easier to get out of it to snap out of it but i feel like covid has randomly also brought the best to me because i had no choice but to sit at home with my thoughts and to really like get to know myself and to get to know things i don't like about myself and to see like my toxic behaviors and like all these things i really had no choice but to like work on myself so if anyone comes out of covid and they didn't take this opportunity to take to work on themselves like i feel bad for them because this i think a lot of people are going to come out of it like better people well 100 percent. I, I remember saying in the beginning of covid like if i don't learn something new during this time like i really just wasted my life basically because like we yeah. have we have a, like a year of free time finally that we all beg for we always want more time more time now we have it and now how are too you using time. it you know way too much time but yeah. like, I, I picked up the guitar i'm starting to learn songs so i feel like that's one thing I could bring out of this is I learned the guitar, you know? Yeah. But it's going to be really weird for me because I'm such a – I'm a very um, – um, like, is it the word hermit? Uh, or Like a homebody. I'm yeah. very homebody. So yeah. I think it's going to be weird for me to adjust to going back to regular life where I actually have to be leaving right. my house Oh, 100%. Because I hate going out, like – clubs and all that kind of stuff i'd rather stay home so yeah. this is like so awesome yeah. for me because i don't have like brennan's being like yo let's go out tonight i'm just like chilling right no me too so now it's gonna feel weird for me because even when i went to utah with my friends i would like get the party started and then i would just disappear and i would be like where did violet go and it's like i'm just in the room by myself just right. sitting staring at the wall because it's just a habit now like i don't know i can't be around people for too long i don't understand what what to do yeah i don't i don't know if like <laughs> when this is all over is it going to be like crazy amounts of people going out because they have 
haven't been able to? Or is it, everyone just going to be so used to being at home that no one's out? I definitely think it's going to take forever before we go back to normal. Right. But I think even when things finally open up, I'll probably be, it'll start being ill. First, it'll be always small groups. Like, I right. think it's going to take a while to adjust to going back to, like, a huge crowd. Definitely. Yeah. So what's the weirdest thing that's happened to you during COVID? Like, um, you first, Brennan. Okay, well, actually, have you had to deal with, yeah, yeah, like, with crazy people. Like, I feel like everyone's on edge and so wants to just fight right away. Like, yeah. a couple nights ago, I was walking my dog, and um, <laughs> this guy, like, he's motioned to me to, like, go past him. He didn't have a mask on. I didn't have a mask on. It's 10 o'clock at night. You know, I thought it was just going to be really quick, walk my dog, let him pee. Anyways, this guy's motioning me to go past him, and I'm like, no, nah, like, you go past. Like, I don't know. This seems sus. I didn't, like, name the podcast. This seems sus, for real. <laughs> um I didn't. I didn't want to pass him, so I, I motioned for him to go past me, and then he walks past me like, "Yo, you don't own the fucking road or anything, bro." And I'm like, "Whoa, like, calm down, man. Like, this is not so serious. Like, I'm way on the edge of the sidewalk. Like, you have more than enough room to walk, is what I said." And he was just like, "No, f- you, man," and starts screaming. And I was like, "Yo, calm down." At this point, like, I'm kind of like comical about it because he was getting crazy. And I was like, "Yo, I, I, you got to work on your issues, man. It's not my fault you got a dog that can't walk by other dogs." Like, I was like, kind of, you know, pissing him off a little bit more. But every time I would say something, he would scream at the top of his lungs. I like just going move, move, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I need to stop. I'm usually someone likes to provoke people and piss them off more. But yeah. I was like, I need to not because this guy might turn around and stab me in the jugular. So I I relaxed on that. But that was one person. That was just last week, a couple (laughs) nights ago, that I had to deal with this. Like, people are crazy right now. What about you? Me? I don't know. I I feel like a lot of people just, like, mess with you or, like... I don't know. I can't think of like one moment. Right I've now. had like I've had also like car like angry people that are driving That's constantly true. cutting me off, and if I like because I have a fast car, so I like to kind of go around them again. But then they get real pissed. Their headlights are in my in my back of my car, and I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, I was at Home Depot with my mom, and we uh, someone cut us, and they were being very rude about it. So my mom like asked the. The check the guy that's checking you out and he's like, Have you she asked the same question that I asked you, has anything weird happened? And he was saying that like people take their mask off and like spit on the money <sighs> before they give it to the, the guy. Yeah, I've, I feel like I've heard that stuff happening at Home Depot. I don't know what Home Depot's like I feel like the, the employees there have seen some shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I mean I just I just know it's like be extra careful during times like this. Is anything happening to you? Well, I don't really leave my house. Like in general, like I'm not lying when I say like Utah was one of the first times actually left my house. <laughs> the few times that I've left my house to the grocery store, the, the problem is I am very confrontational even though I come off so nice. Some people can tell I'm really confrontational. So, um I think I remember like at a stop sign when I was going down down the road to the grocery store, this guy got like really upset like a, bo- a guy with a really big truck. Um he thought it was his turn to go through the stop sign and oh. I thought it was my turn. So, like I still was going and then he was just put on the honk thing and was flicking me off to go on it. So, I just stopped my car. Yeah. And I was just looking at him going towards my car cuz I'm so crazy sometimes yeah, that I'm just like, "Oh, you're going to hit me?" Do it. In my car, I don't give a f- it's a rental. I mean, it's a lease, <laughs> which I can see how that can be overly crazy of my end because I'm like, what's wrong with me? I just don't think I have that like that thing in my brain that like has that fear factor. Right. So I'm overly like, all right, you want to go? Let's go. I don't care. Same thing. I'm like, I'm the same way. And I feel like that's what's like when my mom, going back to what my mom said, like, you know, you are your worst enemy. Like, I feel like that in a way makes me, is my worst like factor about myself because you don't know the guy's intentions. He can get out of the car and stab you or grab the hammer and beat you. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say that my, my actual experiences of people being mean is probably on the internet, but I do try to understand where they're coming from. And also my friends who sometimes get offended by mean comments. Mm -hmm. I always am like. Uh, or when people have sent mean things to me, I actually just try to understand. Sometimes I respond and I'll try to understand where they're coming from. I'll just be like, what's going on with you? Like, what are you going through right now? Right. Because 
and usually they're like, oh my god, I think you would answer. Like, I'm so sorry for telling you to go kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. And you, I like, I, I didn't get my Starbucks this morning, blah, blah, or like whatever they're going through, you know? So I just feel like people are angrier than usual on the internet, and yeah. that's a little scary. Oh, yeah. I feel like people say things just to get your reaction, though. Yeah. Like, they'll say the t- most terrible yeah, things just, just so respond. you can respond to them. They're like, oh my god, hi! But- and I hate when you respond, then you respond, they're like, wow, the fact that you actually took the time to respond right. just shows how much you don't, like, you have nothing going on, blah, blah, exactly. and you're like, bitch, it's my job to be on the internet. Like, this is actually all I do for, like, this is what I do for a living. Of course I'm on the internet seeing your comment. Like, it's right. my job. And the, the worst part about it, too, is, like, someone will say a mean thing, but then there's the hundreds of people that are saying nice things, and you don't yeah. reply to those people because you're, you, that one mean comment did subconsciously affect you. Like, mean comments do hurt people no matter how many followers you have. Like, they do eventually get down to your your feelings and they hurt I feel like there are some celebrities that have me blocked and I don't even know why on my personal Instagram like there is that guy from Riverdale the Jughead oh I'm blocked and I don't know why Cole Sprouse oh Cole Sprouse he blocked me and I don't know why I'm blocked on my personal too I have no idea and also Emily Ratatouille no What's way. Her name? Rata Rata Couch- Emrata. I just know her as Emrata. Emrata has me blocked. And I have no idea why. And I've, we met before. I met oh, her before. Wow. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Exactly. I mean, pe- people just take things different ways, I guess. But hey, at least they know who you are because they blocked you. No, because I block people all the time. And like, I don't think I even realize who I'm blocking. Right. But you see their comment. Like, you act- <laughs> like they actually saw your, your comment or something you did. You had to have done something, right? Breathing. Maybe they just didn't yeah. like your content. Sure. <laughs> It's October. And that means it's Geico-ween. Don't let your savings disappear. And speaking of Geico-ween, we've got some of our own paranormal scary stories to share. And our friends at Geico have sponsored this special Geico-ween segment for October. So, Brennan, do you remember when we went to that clown motel? Oh, do I remember. Okay, guys, let's break this down because this was probably, hands down, the scariest place we went to. So we had to drive like four hours into the desert. Yeah. From Las Vegas. From Las Vegas. So it, it was like in the middle of the desert where Area 51 basically was. Yeah, it was a city called like Topano. 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 Basically, this place was like an old mining village. And there was a massive fire back in the day that killed most of the village. And turns out, we didn't know this until we got there, but we get to this clown motel. And basically, it's a whole motel that is made from people who loved clowns. Yeah, dedicated to Literally, clowns. The to sign, clowns. The, the rooms. The big sign of a clown. Right when you walk in, and then when you get into the the, the lobby, it's straight clowns yeah. everywhere. It's supposedly terrifying. Supposedly they have the the biggest collection of clowns like in, in one the world. Room. Yeah, in like a room. They have the Guinness World Record for it, so it's pretty insane. And it turns out the people who actually created this are buried right next door at Tonopah's oldest cemetery. So this clown motel is literally neighbors to an old uh, an old cemetery, yeah. which is freaky as hell. You can literally jump from your room and you'll probably land in the cemetery. In a cemetery. It's, it's not cool. Basically, we get into this place and as soon as we walk into the lobby, one of the clowns starts going off and talking. And the guy was like, I, I didn't even know that these things talk. And we're like, okay, this is already not a good sign. Yeah, not at all. Uh, these clowns are moving. So basically, we get our room. We turns out we have the scariest room. And these places, each of the room are decorated with clowns pictures, clown little ornaments, the whole shebang, right? Anyways, later that night, things are getting weird. We're, we're hearing noises from, like, the cemetery when we went in there at nighttime. We shouldn't have done that. We're hearing noises. Anyways, we're back in our room. Do you remember yeah. Do you remember what, what I'm about to lead into? 
Oh, of course. How could I forget? It's literally like the middle of the night, and we hear like some kind of noise coming from outside, right? We were sleeping. We're sleeping, and we woke up. And grabbed the camera because that's our first thing we need to do when we're making a YouTube video. And uh, we film, we open the window, and there's someone or something. To this day, I don't exactly know if it was like a joke someone was playing on us or if something really paranormal was happening there. But there was a figure, and it looked to me like a clown figure, standing outside of that window. So... I don't know what my true feelings and thoughts are about that because my heart dropped and sank at that moment. And I still can't decide whether or not it was the guy who was in the front, you know, trying to do all this weird stuff to try to make us feel like scared. It could have been messing with us, but I don't know. It seemed too real. And if it wasn't four hours away from Las Vegas, I would have drove home that same same night. Yeah. And the thing was, is there was nothing else in the area. Like there was no other hotels. It was like we've met this guy who was a Germany motorcycle who was riding across the, the United States. And he was like, this is the only place here that's why he was staying there this place man was so scary we got into the cemetery our microphone starts making these like weird twi- tweaking noises flashlights were flashlights not started flashing like weird things just to show like this place was not somewhere to mess with i definitely feel like it was probably one of the most paranormal spots that we went to and i will never go back yeah i don't think i would go back unless you know maybe geico sends us out there and uh, wants us to do it Yeah, well, let's find out. (laughs) You guys know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you could have been saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. It's almost as scary as that homemade elf costume your mom made you wear in junior high school. No, Geico can't erase the memory of tripping down the hallway in an oversized pointy shoes, but they could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Stop waking up at night in a cold sweat wondering what happened in that green onesie. Just switch to Geico and save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. What are you guys doing? Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. Listen, the name of the game of this show, though, Mm -hmm. is Share Your Scare. We got to get a little deeper. I want to know what is your most scariest experience. Okay, I wouldn't say these experiences are scary. I would say they're more like, quote, unquote, paranormal. Okay. Oh, shit. I almost knocked my mind. Okay, so. Excited. I feel like technically it's like two stories. One is really short and the second one's a little longer. And that's why I have to say the first one. But I have, I feel like I only have, I only grew up, I, uh, my grandma in a way raised me when I was younger. And so, and I didn't have other grandparents and we were really, really close, like so close. So when she passed away, it, I, I took it really hard, but, but basically, so I'm not going to get into this that first part but the second part is that i sometimes feel like she secretly like is like my guarding angel watching over me and the first example would be when i when i first moved to america and i was uh walking home from ninth grade i remember i was about to cross the street and i literally and it's green so it's from it's go for me and i'm putting my foot down to cross the street and then i heard my grandma's voice saying violeta so i heard that and i put my foot up and I turn around to see who just called my name. And as literally as I put my foot up, this car just was driving literally, I think, 70 or 80 miles per hour. Like, no like it, it was so strong that like it like I felt the the what is it called? The blowback? Or, yeah, like the, yeah. Like it pushed me like I, like I like I jumped from it like wow. it was so strong and it, the car was insanely close to me. So and then obviously there was no one there like no one called my name. There was no one there. So I would say that's like the first example where I feel like my grandma protects me. Were you just by your? You were just. I was by myself. By yourself. Oh and there was my, wow. no no one called my name, but I heard someone call my name. That's why I put my foot up from the road. Yeah. And then literally at that, and I didn't see any cars in that second. So he must have turned, but he was driving so fast, and he would have hit me if yeah. I would have put my foot down. That's crazy. Oh, 
I 100% believe in guardian angels and signs and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I definitely think that's a way they communicate. And that's an amazing experience that you had that you actually got to hear her voice. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. That was crazy. So so then another part time in my life, um, I had uh, my first car was a Passat and it was a used Passat. And I needed to fix my transmission but unfortunately i just didn't even know what a transmission is so i didn't know how serious that was yeah. Yeah. and it was either paying a hundred dollars a volkswagen because the guys there were really nice and they would give they give me they would give me the price um that they the the volkswagen pays for so like they didn't even overcharge me so all i had to pay for a new transmission was a hundred dollars with them no but then there's an armenian guy that i know that said he'll do it for 50 so i was like oh dope i can save 50 dollars um, don't worry, I don't recommend it because apparently I found out transmission is a really big deal. So probably yeah. like go for the real, <laughs> for, the, yeah. for the actual like professionals. But anyway, so I went to the Armenian guy to fix my transmission and I paid him $50 and he fixed it. And then I went on with my life. And every day when I was driving to work, I was always taking the freeway. I've never taken a Canyon before, like never, only a freeway for months now. Yeah. And this one day, I'm driving on the freeway and for whatever reason, I don't fix my ear. My hair is bothering me. Okay, and for whatever reason, there's a voice in my head and it's telling me to get off the freeway. And I've never gone off the freeway before. And I was just like, so it's like I'm literally doing the same thing every single day. So I'm just like, I guess I, I guess I can take the Canyon today. I mean, it'll be the first time I'm interested to see what it's like. And I was like, no, I'll stay on the freeway. No. The voice in my head is like, you should probably take the canyon today. I was like, okay. I get off the freeway, and like within half a mile, I get on the canyon, Laurel Canyon. And as I'm going up the canyon, my car starts to go backwards. And I was like, what the f***? I, I, um, sorry for cursing. I put it on stop. Uh, I brake. I try to go put on drive again. It goes backwards. So I had to go. I had to like pull into somebody's house on the hill on the canyon of Laurel Canyon. So the ass of my car was still technically on the canyon. So yeah. people were honking at me. Mm -hmm. I had to kind of go around me. But basically my transmission, my car broke. And my car was going backwards. So had I stayed on the freeway just in the last 10 minutes, my car would have went backwards on the freeway. And I would have died. Oh, like wow. it literally like switched to reverse. It wasn't like just rolling backwards. No, it was no, it was going backwards. Like my my drive stopped oh, working, shit. so my wow. car was my car switched to reverse. That's how bad my transmission was. So had I stayed on the freeway in those ten five minutes, yeah. my car would have went backwards on the freeway, and I would have killed myself. Oh. But luckily, for whatever reason, that day I went on the canyon, and my car started going on reverse on the canyon, and I was able to like kind of halfway park in somebody's garage wow. on somebody's driveway, and then I called. Triple A and stuff. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy. Do you ever do you ever think about maybe that you're like a comedian? Have you ever thought of that? Like, because you hear voices yeah. a lot. Like that could be like your in intuition. Like that's your skill. Um, I don't know if I would say I'm a comedian, but I feel like I'm very intuitive. So I'm very in touch with my feelings, other people's feelings. I would. I do think like when you're younger. And I feel like I've read this stuff before. Kids tend to, that's also in movies, kids are the ones that see all the ghosts and all that. I feel like as you get older, I don't know if you, you don't believe in things or whatever, and it starts to go away, you stop, you stop noticing these things. Mm -hmm. so I do think like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a medium because I don't know if I fully believe in that stuff because I don't want to then go to a medium who's going to tell me she can talk to my grandma. And I'm like, my grandma doesn't even speak English, so how are you talking to her? Right, yeah. <laughs> So, but the but but the voices that you did hear, it was like, do you think do you believe the second one was your grandma as well? Yeah, I definitely think it's my guardian angel. I mean, for example, I mean, was that it, in English? It's just like actually, yeah, I guess it was in English. It was my brain, my thoughts. Right. But I do think it had to do. I feel like I've been in a lot of situations that I was just like, oh shit, am I gonna die? I'm not kidding because I'm so like I'm 
I, as a child, I feel like I was always putting myself in bad situations. And I feel like somehow my grandma was always watching over me and she like took care of me to the point that now sometimes I think it almost makes me too unafraid because I'll be in situations where I'm like, no, it's okay. I know this isn't my day to die. Right. Hey, I mean, that, like, I, I live like that, too. And I think, you know, it, it's good, but it's bad also. It feels like it's free-spirited, but at the same time, it's like you never know, like, the, the impact someone else might have on you because, you know, you decided to be bold one day. That's what I think about now. I think about, like, you know, what if this person is crazy and pulls out a gun and shoots me? You know what I mean? Like, you never know before I, like, act crazy. But Yeah, well, I try not to have altercations with people. So yeah. I would say it's more situations, like, that I put myself where when I was younger and my friend thought it would be a good idea to hitch like hitchhike a ride oh. with like some guys who picked us up and then as I'm in the car I'm just like and idea. they're drinking and they're giving us some of their alcohol and then in my head as we're in the car I'm like huh this may not turn out like well like, did I make a mistake doing this <laughs> like only as it's happening yeah. and luckily like everything turns out well f- turned out fine for me but I don't know if I would always be that lucky if I did that more than once you know right well, look, like I, I've heard a lot of stories about like people. I mean, you, uh, your, your, your girl on social media. Like, do you get a lot of like weirdo people like hitting you up? Because I, I hear tons of stories from like girls that get some weird ass messages and stuff. Yeah, I've got messages even before somebody telling me my address, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, well, I also, I also have a, a gun license. Yeah. And I have a gun in my house, so I was just like, okay, America. America. <laughs> I only got it this year. Yeah, we we have some guns too. Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah, we all go. Let's go. I can't speak. Come on, man. Work on it. Ah. Get it out. Get it out. So, let's all go shooting sometime. Oh, yeah. God, I'm down. You got to be ready in case the world ends, you know? Can I tell you the worst experience that I had the first time shooting? Please. Though? So, this is where I think my guardian angel watches me. So, I'm very uncoordinated. And uh, <laughs> this is really oh, bad. No. They're going to revoke my license. <laughs> yeah, they're going to bargain it. FBI! This is before I got my guidelines. This is the first time I ever went shooting, which was okay. a few months ago. I went shooting with my friend, and then I was holding a revolver, and the revolver did not have a safety thing on it. And I don't think I still fully understood how dangerous guns are. Um, I'm stupid, I know. Uh, you literally had to do the test to get the gun. No, 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 no. This is shooting before the gun. Oh, before you got it. I, ha- okay. I don't have a gun license. This is my first time shooting. Got it, got So I'm it. holding a revolver in my hand, and we are in those, like, little tiny areas in indoor shooting. Yeah. So I'm in my little area, and I'm holding the gun, and I'm, like, leaning on this, like, little area where you're about to shoot, and I'm just, like, leaning my arm on it, holding the gun. No, not the best way. And I'm, like, looking back to see what my friend is doing, like, because he's getting more guns or whatever. And apparently when I – I should have put the gun down because that's one of the rules. But I'm holding it and accidentally my finger – I'm holding it like this. Like I'm holding the gun, the revolver down. So accidentally my finger was resting and it clicked. No. And there was still a bullet in there and a shot. And when I accidentally shot the revolver, it barely grazed through that like little thingy that's in front of me. Yeah. Like it barely grazed like that thing to the point that – and I was – my face was really close to it. So I felt a blowback to my face and then it – barely graced through it for whatever reason God was watching again and the bullet like went through that the thing in the front and went to the ground and like sh- hit the ground but I felt the blowback in yeah. my face really strongly uh-huh. and I remember I just start like I was shocked and I started shaking because in my head I was just like oh my god it's another time that I could have killed myself oh my god oh my god and I was like damn guns are no joke they, <laughs> yeah, they, they are not <laughs> they're not I remember when I went shooting one time like I, I was having struggle I mean I was struggling trying to put the bullet in like it was a shotgun and we were trying to shoot a shotgun I, I couldn't get it in and I was so nervous that I was going to accidentally pull that trigger like I feel like it really if you're not skilled with guns like don't use them because don't even try to if you just see one at your friend's house don't touch yeah, don't it that's touch how people it. die yeah. because they go off so easily and you, it's just yeah. one button and then it could end a lot of 
things. You gotta always think of the gun as if it's loaded. Oh, Accidentally, Mike, I didn't think mine was loaded, right. but it was. And I, I learned the scary way. <laughs> the guns are no joke. I did get my license right after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you knew what not to do, right? So it helped you with your tests. Um, no, yeah, and I studied it, but also I want to take, um, like, obviously, I'm, I hopefully no one breaks into my house because obviously I don't want to handle the gun. What do you do in that situation though? Like, are, are are we able to shoot the person and get away with it? Like, I'm curious about that. Is in that- California, the rules are basically that if somebody's on your property, you're not allowed to shoot them unless you feel like they have they have a weapon on them or you are scared for your life. In Texas and some other red states, it's more like someone literally goes in your backyard and you shoot them. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. You have to like feel like a threat. Um, but yeah. I'm a woman that lives alone, so I feel like I'm always in a threat. Plus, right. my bullets are... Um, Hollow bullets. Hollow points. Hollow points, yeah. which means they just stay in the person. And I'm going to get a shotgun too, but I don't recommend. <laughs> She's like, come f- with me if you want, but I'm ready. <laughs> but I don't recommend, like, I, like, guns are no joke. I wouldn't get a gun unless I was a girl, like, living by myself. And, right. you know, it's scary. Um, and also, I'm planning on taking um, classes. Good, good. Um, Self defense classes. Yeah. You should. I Re- highly recommend that. That's important, especially when handling such a deadly thing. But what what did this have to do with? You said someone found out you got your your address. Oh shoot! And I then forgot. You tied that's into was... this. Yeah. Oh, also, I want to say that I hit the targets every time from indoor, and when I did outdoor, I hit the targets every nice. time. I have a really good eye. Good. Good. So. Don't mess with her. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a lot of warnings in this uh, podcast. <laughs> so yeah, like people have sent me my address, but the thing is, my following is mostly female. So, like, people don't realize I do get hate every day, but it's mostly men who are mean to me, really? which is so funny. <laughs> yeah. They're either, like, just say um, crazy. Um, well, when I when I first started Daddy Issues, I was getting dick pics all the time. Really? So, I would say, like, I probably have, like, 10,000 people blocked at and this And were point. you already, like, the face of it or it was still anonymous at that I, point? Yeah, because you, start, you started Both. First, when anonymous. it was anonymous, yeah. they were just sending dick pics not knowing to who. It could be, like, a 40-year-old man. Right. They didn't care. Yeah. And, See, I'm a, I'm a, I started as a photographer on Instagram. So I would just post only girls on my Instagram and I would get like – not necessarily dick pics, but I get a lot of DMs being like, hey, girl, like thinking I'm a girl. And I'm like, dude, you really – it says Jake Taylor. And they're all different girls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they literally thought I was a girl. But like, Jake can be a girl's name. Or the, maybe it's like Taylor's her name and Jake's her last name and she was yeah. being creative. Yeah. Or it's like a Jake and a Taylor. Or Jackie. Maybe know. it's Jackie. It's spelled yeah, different. Yeah, exactly. It could happen. I um, see it. So yeah, they would send me a lot of dick pics and now it's less of that and I would just get hate either like hate for – a lot of times I get hate for being Jewish or for being from – if I say I'm Israeli, like I guess. A lot of hate really? for that. Like people call me a kike, or they tell me to kill myself, or that they're gonna follow me because I said I'm Israeli, even though like I can't. It's not my fault. Like I just live there. Right. Like, like I didn't choose it's, this it's, life. It's as if people think like because I'm from Israel, like I then have the prime minister on speed dial, and I'm like, hey, what are we gonna do now with this uh, everything that's happening? Like let's like I'm I'm not in charge of anything. Right. It's the people assuming if I live in America, then what? Like I have Trump on speed dial. I don't. So um, there's nothing I can do. So I get sometimes it has to do with my religion. But I consider being Jewish a race for me. Hmm. So it's different. But, yeah, it has to do with that. Or I get um, men calling me a lesbian (laughs) or telling me that I'm a feminist and lesbian, which I don't get how that's offensive. I'm like, okay. People used to call me that on Vine all (laughs) the time. You used to get called lesbian all the time. (laughs) Literally, I don't know why. Like like, People would call me that. It actually kind of started to, like, affect me. I was like... Do I look like a lesbian? Like, I don't know. What is a lesbian? Like, how a do you, beautiful girl. A pretty girl? Like, yeah. thank you. I don't know if I should be mad or sad Like at this point. I'm yeah. happy. Thank you. Oh, they call me a whore. 
Or like literally, I did this one uh, podcast where we joked about masturbating, and I posted that on my Daddy Issues Instagram like a few weeks ago. And then some guys were just like, "Oh, like whore, like slut, whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, so now I'm at the point where like I'm literally not. I'm talking about not fucking anyone. You're just like all you have to do is just have sex with yourself. But apparently, masturbating that's like being a slut. But if I fuck you, then it's okay." Then I'm not a slut. And I feel like that's what sometimes I feel like goes backwards because I like sometimes on my podcast, I encourage women like don't sleep with him if you don't like his energy. Maybe get to know him first. And men who get so upset at me and they're just like, you're a fucking slut. <laughs> like right? I'm a slut because I'm telling girls not to have sex with a guy like you. Sorry. They're only a slut if they don't have sex with that guy. You know, that's the only yeah. time they're called a slut. Literally, that's what it seems like. So I get that. I, but like, I, I don't say I wouldn't say I get death threats as much. It's more like I said, people calling me a whore. A lesbian, a feminist, uh, a slut, a kike. Listen, they're not good words, and that's so sad that you have to go through that, especially nowadays, even more probably, because you're bigger and you're you're not bigger, but like you're more famous. Now. Oh my God, you're saying I'm <laughs> no. Fat. You know, people Cancel. take things out of context all the time. Um, but yeah, no, that's crazy. So do you have like do you have like the same abilities that say like are not even abilities? I'll say like a creator, for example, myself gets gets my Instagram hacked. Like I could just hit them up really quickly and get it back. Is, are you the same? Yeah, knock on wood. Are you the same way? Like, or do they not care about meme pages? Because I know on like Twitter they deleted all those big meme pages. But how at one are you point. getting hacked? No, I'm not saying. I'm saying this is rhetorically speaking. If I got ha- like and I got hacked, I just hit up an Instagram person. Are you the same way? Can you just hit up an Instagram person? Oh yeah. Well, I, ha- I have like Instagram reps because I have Instagram reps because I'm also really into um, the stuff because I am an ex accountant and I used to also tutor math. I'm actually really into numbers, so I know when there's a bug on Instagram before Instagram does mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So I know when there's something wrong. Um, so I've even been uh, invited. I've I've spoken to conferences at Instagram before where they fly in from San Francisco, like from Instagram, the tech people, and I explain everything that I think is wrong with Instagram. I feel like they still, like one time I, ha- I had a partnership with them for IGTV and they still like blocked my engagement because there was like some text on the video and I was like, you guys are literally paying me to post IGTV and then you're blocking my engagement so it makes no sense. So sometimes oh, I don't there, understand that done part. That. Right? Yeah, it's messed up. The whole, it, it doesn't make sense at all. Like I think it's, they, they ha- my idea of it is that they, if you stop like, if you have to put money into your account, like if you have a business account, if you're not putting money into your like ads and stuff, you get pushed down is what I've been hearing. But I've never put money into any of my accounts. But like you're a business account, right? Like your account's probably set up as a creator or a business account. And if you don't put money, they just see you as like an account that's like trying to be a creator or not not yeah. trying, but like is a business account but it's not putting any money rather than these accounts that are putting money. Yeah. Well, I've so, never I've never put in money into into my accounts, yeah. but but like recently my engagement just changed and I noticed something happened my daddy issues. I'm like, "Hey guys, there's a virus on my thing." And they're like, "No, there is." I'm like, Maybe "There's we a bug." A virus. Yeah, we just lose followers every day if we we post, we lose. We it's post, very we normal lose. right now, actually. It's very that. normal for people to be losing followers every day on Instagram. Yeah, I think like, all those TikTok have boys are getting all our <laughs> I'm right following now. us and following them, man. Yeah, yeah, I swear to God. We're going to have to get them on the podcast, that's for sure. Oh, you definitely should get the TikTok people on the <laughs> Yeah, we're going to hit them all up after this. We <laughs> yeah. need the clout back. <laughs> so, Miss Violetta, Violetta, where can the people find you if they don't know you already? My address is. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, people can find me on Instagram at Viola Benson, which is my personal account, at Daddy Issues underscore, which is my meme account, and then my podcast, which is at Too Tired, at Too Tired to Be Crazy. And uh, <laughs> the podcast is also on every Thursday. I have solo episodes, and then I also have episodes with guests, and they're going to actually be guests on my yeah. podcast too. We talk about everything but the whole podcast is really about like self-love and healing and things like that last week one of my 
a few weeks ago, one of my favorite episodes right now is called uh, um, Dumb Bitch Bootcamp, which is tell, tell, telling women to, like, you know, not give your body, your energy, and your time to every single man that walks by. So I think everyone should definitely listen to that. Yeah, well, I think all the women in my life have taken that advice because yeah. I don't have any. So um, <laughs> I think they'll listen to my podcast. Jeez, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Sus. Share your scare. Make sure to subscribe and check back every Wednesday for new episodes. And don't forget to tell your friends. Follow all of our social media links at shareyourscare.com. We're going to be doing tons of giveaways, but only for our most active fans. If you have a scare of your own that you want to share, leave us a voicemail. Our number is 626-275-8695. Or if you just want to shoot us an email, our email is shareyourscarepod at gmail.com. And that's spelled with a U-R. Until next Wednesday, stay sus. Stay sus.